back to school in the early 1990s with a National Library of Medicine fellowship at Tufts New England Medical Center and attended classes to learn epidemiology, statistics, and decision analysis. After three years of additional training, I returned to practice as an academic physician. The University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, the University of Wisconsin, Chicago's John H. Stroger Jr. Hospital of Cook County, and Rush University Medical Center have been my academic homes. During the academic years, I experienced nearly every medical task, from clinician to researcher. I obtained grant funds from a range of agencies, including the National Institutes of Health, NIH. I wrote over 200 papers and abstracts and presented my research at national meetings. I ran a medical clinic. I became the medical director of an HMO, Health Maintenance Organization, chairman of internal medicine at a medical school, director of a health services research unit, director of research at a safety net hospital, and director of a program in patient safety research. I was a member of national committees, ran national programs for the Society of Medical Decision-Making, and reviewed grant applications for the NIH and the Veterans Administration. I was interviewed to be on the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services Governing Board. I became an editor, or board member, at three journals, most recently at the Journal of the American Medical Association. Being an editor and researcher has allowed me to observe and conduct nearly every type of study on numerous topics in medicine, and I have learned how information can mislead to the ultimate detriment of a patient's care. I also noticed, as mentioned before, that, philosophically, the medical system was abdicating its responsibility to individuals in order to support a science of populations. But populations get better only by improving care for individuals. Unfortunately, in my view, medical leaders have become too interested in the medical system for its own sake, and the way we now conduct science supports systems rather than individual patients. Science will be better when it is conducted in such a way that it supports individuals' rights to participate in their own medical care. Presently, medical care is a top-down industry, medical business on the top, directing decisions down to patients. We must reorient to a profession that puts the patient on top. Medicine will emerge as a truly successful profession only if it aligns exclusively with patients' rights and abilities to fully contribute to their care. And my experiences tell me that it is important for each of us, as patients, to now fully participate in our own care. The production of good and bad information is escalating. Learning what information is reliable and then learning how to use that information to enhance our medical choices have become indispensable skills for a healthy life. However, fully contributing to medical decisions requires training in medical decision-making. Wanting to be involved in care is not enough. But rest assured, making sound medical choices is a skill that can be learned by almost anyone. My aim in this book is to provide you with a simple method to learn these essential skills so that you can find and understand reliable medical information, weigh your testing and treatment options, and make sound choices to direct your medical future. 
It is a difficult task to acknowledge all those who have meant so much to me during my career in medicine. Foremost, I have a wonderful, supportive family, and I appreciated their patience while they listened, over and over, to me express my ideas for this book. Their critical insights and thoughtful additions are woven through the book. I love you all, and you know who you are. My children and grandchildren humble me with their grace. Les and Craig, your support especially moved me forward. Experts in clinical care, research, health policy, editing, and writing have blessed me throughout my medical life. I have stood up for patients alongside the best. I trained in oncology with one of the small number of nationally recognized clinical professors of oncology, Dr. George Serland, who is now gone from this world, but not from my heart. Doctors Stephen Pocker and Harry Selker pushed me to create...